How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Nick of Time podcast. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. The love and support is so much appreciated. If you're feeling very kind, feeling generous, please like and subscribe. All the support, all the love. Like I said, I couldn't appreciate it anymore. Furthermore, a very special guest today. Today, hey, I can't even talk. It's um a very great friend of mine, family friend, actually. We grew up together. So she needs no introduction. Marilyn Martinez. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Um, well, yep. We've been friends since what junior high. So that's a really long time. I'm looking forward to today. Awesome. So we're about to get into it. So there's a lot of topics we're going to cover today as like mental health, school, work. You know, I mean, the pandemic 2020 oh, was a really crazy year for everybody. Really? So what I wanted to start with for the most part is um, something like, you know, as far as school. Okay. And the college experience, you know, because a lot of us have to go to school and work. And I was a little bit different because I didn't have to, to pay for my school necessarily. Right. being in the air force so i want to know from you know somebody else's perspective how how is that process and you know basically elaborate you know how how was that you know now that you're graduated going from you know 18 in high school to okay now i'm in i'm in the college world right uh well my experience um in my opinion was i've always been like a really like fast pace, get things done, do a, do this, do that after the other. So right out of high school, I went to college. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I wanted to be in the medical field. So I just did a lot of my basics that led me to um, some options once I finished my basics in a profession in the medical field. And then um, I saw that there was like a I started out as a physical therapy assistant major and then I found out that wasn't for me like I went to clinicals and stuff didn't really like the the whole um process I mean it's not for everybody you know so mm -hmm. I found that there was one for a radiology program which um I didn't think I would get in at first to be honest it's crazy because they only take 16 people out of like however many applicants like hundreds and I'm very grateful that I got accepted so so quickly um my first try I got accepted and and I ended up really loving that that profession and um so yeah like you said I graduated now but the whole process was hard working and going to school um basically I worked like two jobs and one didn't pay me well, I was okay. Basically, I was working three jobs and only one was paying me because I had to do clinicals full time, which is a whole job in itself. And that was for, you know, it's like a volunteer thing. So you didn't yes, get paid for that, that or sense. anything. It was just very hard. It was a lot of time consuming and you had to manage your time really well, which I'm not the best at. I'm not saying I'm a procrastinator, but like it's difficult to to not overwhelm myself. You know, it's easy for me to get overwhelmed and stuff. So but it was a great experience. I learned a lot. I learned how to manage my time better. I learned, I made a lot of good friends and I made a lot of connections in the medical field in our local um, area here in Odessa. So yeah, it's been a really crazy ride and I'm sure it's been different for you, but, but I bet yours has been just as crazy. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, as far as like, from my perspective, it's a lot different, but I love to hear, you know, the story simply because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I turned 18. So I was right. like, you know, deer in the headlights, mm -hmm. thinking, well, do I continue to play sports and possibly go to UTBB or whatever the case may be. And I knew that I just, I just couldn't stay where I was at, no matter, no matter what I knew that I needed to leave yeah and not that I there was nothing for me there I'm sure I could have went to school and been very successful like I have no doubt about it but I knew that I knew that I didn't I didn't I didn't want to be behind 
And right. not necessarily that anybody that goes to school is behind, but you know, we, you know, just as I know, you know, sometimes a lot of us out here we don't come from a lot, right? So, yeah. so being behind the curve, and especially from the male perspective, because you know you're supposed to be. Unfortunately, this is the way society society no, is. No, it is. The pro- yeah, the, they're the provider. They're like the yeah, yeah they, you know, like the, the foundation. The, the men you know? in the house. Yeah, like money needs to be coming in, all this stuff, and that's a different kind of pressure. And I knew I needed to leave, and I was like, well, this is going to be something. Joining the air force is going to be something that put some money in my pocket and mm-hmm. figure it out. Uh, and yeah, five years later, speaking of that, I I just hit my fifth year mark today. It's oh, kind of wow. crazy to think about. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Five years ago today, you, you went off and unfortunately I couldn't be there, but I'm <laughs> so proud of you and I still am. So that's amazing. No, for sure. So uh, now that, that you've done the whole radiology thing, mm-hmm. like I really just want to get into the pandemic side because I know you have brought oh, it up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is for not only like, you know, in what you do for all, for all healthcare workers. All so, healthcare workers. Because my mother has been a CNA since I could breathe, you know. Mm-hmm. So she tells me about it all the time. And just to see, you know, from a, another person's perspective as well, like what was 2020 like? for you as far as working in the healthcare industry? Right. Uh, For me, whenever the pandemic first started, I remember I was working as a student aide in Midland Memorial, and I'm still there today currently, but I was working as a student aide and it broke out like the news did about uh, some type of new unknown, what like strain of COVID that was, uh, contagious and we were like all of the co-workers were like it's it's like the flu or like it's nothing yeah. major it will be fine it's in China they're gonna handle it whatever you know mm-hmm. and then a couple like in March this this broke out in like January and then March is when we really started to see that it was a serious serious issue because it started to spread really quickly um, and aggressively And so um, when I graduated from the program, it was May 2020. And so that's whenever the pandemic started to take its snowball effect. And I was basically like not thrown to the wolves, but I I think I could speak for me and for everybody in the medical field that just graduated that year and had to start in the medical field uh, that it was a lot different and a lot more uh, you had to learn a lot quicker you had to um, adapt to the new norm I guess really quickly mm-hmm. because people were coming in the, to the hospital so sick and and so like in such bad condition that everything was like this so mm-hmm. like when I first graduated in you know, started working in the medical field, I would take like graveyard shifts to help out because it was just that crazy. It got really, really crazy over, we have like over nine, 800 beds um, Mm. in the, in our floor. And almost like, I can say like 90% of those beds were COVID patients in very bad conditions. So it was just a, it was a very, uh, intense experience but I'm grateful for it because I feel like it, it made me a better tech because I was I was not forced but like I had to apply my tools that I learned in school and apply myself to help these people and really um help them uh get better like everybody else was doing so it was I crazy. understand that is there one specific like incident or day I know it's like a whole pandemic, right? We're talking about a a year's worth of time, but was there Mm -hmm. one day where like either you were just like overwhelmed and couldn't believe what was happening or like something that sticks out to you that uh, 2020 brought that was just like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. Um, So like, thankfully COVID didn't really hit uh very aggressively like my household uh 
but what really stuck with me around this uh with this pandemic was um, me having to sometimes do x-rays on really critical patients that I knew like I knew like they were my family, but like not close family. They were like far uncles or family friends and stuff like that. And to see them like in that condition, that that was where I really was like, oh, wow, this hit me, you know, and and I really wanted to spread awareness of that. Like, be careful, wash your hands, you know, stay away from people. Don't go out if you don't really have to. I mean, nobody's perfect. We all had to. I understood that, you know we had to go out for certain things that were necessary, you know, need needed. And um, nobody's perfect. We all went out whenever, you know, it was really bad, but uh, yeah, that's like, that's when it really hit me. And it was very overwhelming to see people that I care about in that situation and that condition. Um, so. No, for sure. I, uh, I think that everyone has a different COVID experience or a pandemic experience, I should say. And it was difficult for a lot of us. I mean, a little bit of my story. I know everyone had a, had a difficult year. For me, it was pretty bad because I was in the process of PCSing to military term for like moving. Right. I was moving from Germany to Turkey, Inshallah Air Base. And Inshallah Air Base is um, just currently a base just based off its location. A bunch of other factors at the time was like shut down. This is before COVID. So not shut down as in like not operational, but shut down as in no, we couldn't leave the base. Pretty decent sized base. They had as much amenities as they could. Um, they had like a bowling alley and stuff like that. Um, oh, okay. But there wasn't a lot there. You know, it wasn't like some, some, you know, community uh, golf course or nothing right. like that. Did they have like restaurants and stuff too though or anything like that? It like, had like two Oh, yeah, like two okay, restaurants okay. yeah and then a few like pizza like, like I had like a pizza hub but it was like a, a takeout you know right but it was enough to get you through a year right but when COVID hit so I got there sometime late February COVID hit a few weeks later after me being there I don't know anybody really um, it's a new year I'm in a new spot it's a new job uh, same job but every base works differently. So like I'm having to like catch up to speed on a lot of, a lot of, a lot of new information. And when COVID hit, it was like, okay, well, we're taking the gym away, which is super important to me. Oh yeah. And, and people that know me, uh, we're taking the restaurants away. And then I was struggling to like get to know people because now it's like, oh, well, we can't be in groups of more than three people. Well, nobody knows me anyways. So like, even if I wanted to be in a group of three people, it's very <laughs> difficult, right? Right. And that that lasted from March to almost like mid-July. Right. And then, uh. and I'm talking about everything being closed. We didn't get the gym back. I had to like run and do calisthenics outside for a very long time. We didn't, we didn't get the gym back till like first week, second week of July. And I never, I'll never forget how difficult that time was because a lot of people that know me are like oh yeah he's very motivated he's ambitious he's this he's that but that that time baroque me yes and it okay. really it really humbled me to the point of realizing how fragile not only myself but like us as human beings are. yes I was about to mention that like so like nobody wants to or really talks about the mental health part of what happened like no matter what you anyone says we as human beings need each other like we are here because for each other does that make sense it's like yeah, for sure. um the worst, we could do the, go ahead go ahead we could do whatever we want like alone and say we can do things on our own but like the 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 bottom line yeah, like we're here for each other, you know? So it was really hard to be separated for so long, isolated basically for so long from so many people that we wanted to be around or, yeah. you know? And the, the worst thing, you know, anybody could ever do to somebody is put somebody in solitary confinement. You could be in a mm -hmm. prison fold of murderers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, molesters, all this stuff. And the worst thing they can do is put you by yourself. 
So I get to to Turkey and we already can't leave. Boom, COVID hits. Okay, now we can't do anything. Everything's closed. So now we were already kind of quarantined. Now we could leave and take leave like on a plane, but it had to go through uh, like basically like an airplane shuttle, I guess, you know, a terminal. So it was only out of base. So it's not like we could just like go on Google and be like, let me, let me like find a flight. Yeah. (laughs) And then for the military, you follow those country rules. So whatever country you're in, whatever their guidelines are as far as travel, that that's the rules you're going to follow in Europe. Like most people know, uh, I got a lot of friends still out there. They recently opened up, you know what I mean? Right. It's not like Texas or Florida or any of these other places in the States. Like they recently opened up and are able to like go places. Right. They're and, like, are they like at barely 50 capacity and stuff too still and all that? Cause we're already at, you know, a hundred, but yeah, I don't remember the exact numbers. Cause like I said, it's, I haven't had to deal with it, but I know they opened up like fully. I want to say, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I'm probably like, like only a few, yeah, recent, like a few weeks ago. But so we had to follow these rules and it was so just detrimental to, like you said, my mental health. And I had never been in that position of just like broken down and and weak as as I could ever been. And the thing is, right, you don't you don't really think about it until you're like, oh, like we do really need each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like and mm-hmm. and I, I have a lot of friends in a lot of places. And I I I cherish every moment that I have with family, friends, you know what I mean? But you don't really think about that, especially when I was like across the ocean. I was like, oh, I'm gone, but like, oh, I'm gonna come home, gonna come home, gonna come home. Mm-hmm. Well, when that pandemic hit, it was like I had no hope of coming home. Really? Now, obviously, and not not at all, but it's like the option. Okay. Right? Oh, when that, okay. when, when that gets taken from you. Yeah, like you're limited. It's like, no, like like you're not gonna come home because Europe in the surrounding countries deemed like that this is not going to happen and who knew for how long either that was scary about it too no one knew how long this was going to last and yeah I understand you for sure so it's kind of like like you know um I know you're getting ready to make a big move right imagine COVID hitting and then they say hey like you can't leave the state of Oklahoma yeah yeah and it's not it's not that you Boomer sooner. Not that, <laughs> not that you don't know that you're gonna, you're eventually gonna make it back to Texas, right? Right. That's that wasn't the issue. The issue was that somebody told you that you cannot leave right here, right now. Right. And that's crazy because I had just got there, right? But mm-hmm. think of the perspective of all these people that had been there a year, right, and couldn't really leave the base, and they did their year, and they're like, I'm ready to get out. Mm-hmm. I'm ready I'm ready to go to my next base you know see my family I've been away from my wife kids there's so many people I know that are like that and oh I have I, I have close friends that I had to like have these conversations with you yeah. know and to help them see the better side of it even though it was very difficult at that time yeah but imagine them them doing their time their one year like they're supposed to and then March hits and they're like, oh, I leave in the month of March. I have my plane tickets. I'm ready to leave. Like, I have my plane ticket out of here. Mm-hmm. Boom, COVID hits and they say, you're not leaving until July. You're like, you know what I mean? These yeah. are these are brothers, sisters, fathers, grandfathers, you know, parents, mm-hmm. husbands, wives. Like, this is, it wasn't no joke, you know, and it right. really hit. Not that, not that, um, one story is better than the others no. it really hit everybody in a very drastic way mm-hmm. I understand that's crazy it kind of humbled Let's... me like you said earlier too because of that like you didn't really think about like from one day to the next you literally became limited to a lot of things that at one point was so free to you and that humbled me I was like wow like 
I am so lucky to be able to have like all those options, you know, and like one day to other people in the world, like they don't have that option, you know, like they don't get to, you know, go whenever they want, where they want. And you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and like when that happened, I was like, wow, like it really, really made me realize a lot. And I always tried to, to think about, okay, yeah, it sucks for me, but think about the people that are stuck like in the jungle or in the Middle East, which technically we kind of were in the Middle East, but we had more amenities than somebody stuck in like Afghanistan or a place like that. You know, that that's um, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a different kind of level of like stuck. So right. I would call, I made sure the friends that I had out there, I would call them like, hey, checking up on these guys. Like, are you, are you okay? Are you good? You know what I mean? Is everything all right? And uh, that kind of like, goes into my next topic of like mental health right I know we I know we kind of like already been talking about it yeah but scratch the surface I, yeah I think there's so much more yeah. that goes into that that a lot of us aren't educated about you know and right. I'm still learning you know mm-hmm. what is um what is something that you think that we can do as society as young young folks young young adults that we can better help each other as far as when it comes to our mental health. Um, I feel like our generation um, forgot a lot about how I was talking about earlier. Um, Like we need each other, you know? And I feel like these days um, it's like every man for themselves which I know the world can be like a very, you know, difficult, cruel place or whatever, but you can still have those people you can lean on and trust. And I think it's really important to know who those people are, first off, and um, not be afraid to ask them for help or for, you know, just um, someone to hang out with, to talk to you. And I just feel like we need to we need to remember how to be nicer to each other and like remember to that whoever was you know like you at one point to help them out with what they needed because at one point you were at that level and you needed help you know what I mean of course yeah just like remember to do that for each other because I mean we're all in this together we all yep. have a seat at the table you know where we could of course so more sympathy and empathy yes, yes. okay I, I definitely yes. I definitely agree I uh, was talking to a friend of mine out here in San Antonio who you know as a man like man to man you know sometimes we just struggle and it's hard it's hard for especially as a male to just get those feelings out why and, is that I do want to ask that question why is it so hard for males to does it feel like you're being like weak or you know what I mean like I think it's very attractive when a man shows their emotions and isn't afraid of what anybody else would think about that you know what I mean I think I don't think it's um I think it's like just a natural instinct and not like a natural instinct in everyone but just over time it was always like hey shove it down like you know what I mean like be strong be strong and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would I would say just history, probably, okay. mm-hmm. probably where that comes from. And then um, as far as like when I was talking to my friend about mental health and excuse me, how it's harder for males. I I was saying that. The greatest thing, like you said, men can do and even women is, is just be vulnerable because. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we, we we have this guard up, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, in our love life, with our family, with our friends, whatever the case may be, where it's like, I'm not going to show you everything because if I do, then somehow, some way, somebody's going to break me. And I'm not talking about just relationships. I'm talking about like- Even like friendships. Abu- abu- yeah, abuse that yes use that against you and I think you said it perfectly earlier when you were talking about um 
why why don't you just be more vulnerable like you know like why don't you yeah. just why don't guys just like share their emotions and I feel like that is power mm-hmm. you know but in our society we mentioned earlier how we just like this is us like no sympathy no empathy like this is my these are my eggs in my basket mm-hmm. and you don't get to look see touch feel any of them mm-hmm. because that's that's the place that we we've gone to now right like and, we've been like over time we've been like uh what do you call it programmed to be like in a way you know for sure for sure for sure and I just want to for everyone out there that's listening I just want to let them know that like you are not alone no and I promise you especially especially my guy friends out there being vulnerable now you don't have to be vulnerable to the whole world you know uh trust is is something that's pretty huge but being vulnerable to the few people you care about and just calling each other up and being like checking up on them you know like hey you doing all right like you good and when people say oh yeah I'm good like like no no I didn't ask like mm-hmm. just to ask you know I'm asking because I care because I genuinely you know, want to know you know yeah talk to me like how are you doing and I think we just need more of that definitely you know? and I don't know things like this I think I think they help I think they help a whole lot they definitely do that was, and awesome. then that's what I'm going to school for. So that's crazy. It's so it's so interesting to me, um, the human mind and like, you know, the different emotions we can go through and what it does to you as a person. So I'm excited to um, learn more about this topic. Woo, I'm excited yeah. for you. Why don't you go ahead and tell the people, we got a little snip, snippet of it earlier. Yeah. Tell the people exactly what's going on in the future. <laughs> Well, Nick, I will be moving, as you know, to Oklahoma in less than a month now. And this was a decision I decided out of the blue. I went for my birthday to Oklahoma to visit some family. And at the time, like you were saying, my mental health was really like, okay, what do I do now? Like, I feel I felt stagnant. So I went there and I decided I need to further my education. I want to, I love to learn. I don't really have hobbies. I, I don't know why, like, I don't really like to do anything, but whenever I'm in a classroom or like I'm reading a really interesting book on something that is teaching me something, I get, I dive in and like, I am there for hours. I don't know why. It's just, it's really interesting to me to learn something I don't know, to know the unknown. So yeah, I'll be moving to Oklahoma for my bachelor's in psychology. Hopefully one day I can further that degree to a PhD. Um, but as for right now, it's, I'm taking it step by step and I'll be over there in August. So I'm wearing an Oklahoma shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. Oh, I'm ready. You I'm, love I'm sorry, you love, I don't. You love and hate to see it. So for <laughs> those of y'all that don't know, I'm super proud of her. Um, that's, that's big news, especially after having one BA going for another degree is is amazing right but I am a Texas fan for the life of me uh, you could say I bleed orange so anything sooner just makes me kind of want to uh <clears throat> puke a little bit but <laughs> it doesn't matter because she, she's going she's going to be even more educated than she already is and that's super dope you have no idea what an accomplishment that is and explain Explain this process, right? Because that's not easy. I know what it feels like, and it's 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 such a struggle bus to to go from a place that right. you've known, you know, your hometown, to somewhere where even though it may be familiar, because like you said, I know you have family up there, but it's not a familiar, permanent resident. Like you know, it's not a familiar like, hey, I live here. This is where I stay. Right. You know, so I, I can relate to that. And I just want to get your thoughts on how you're preparing for this move mentally. You know what I mean? Right. Um, not so much all the logistics and nothing like that, but just how do you mentally prepare for this? And how do you feel like you're going to be going into it? Um, mentally, I just like to remind myself that although I am leaving everything I know, 
it's a new start for me, which I've been needing for a really long time. So um, that's all I keep reminding myself to think about is it's a new start. It's fresh. Um, you, uh, you know, get to basically build, I get to basically build myself back up into something greater. And that's all I'm thinking about. I can't, I'm, pro- I'm like, my mind's not really letting me process the, the part where I'm leaving my parents far, six hours away, you know, it's not really letting me think about that because then I do I'm not gonna lie I do get really you know sad and uh it's hard because I've lived with my parents for uh 23 years and uh they rely on me a lot um I won't get into like family problems but like they rely on me a lot to um you know be pick up a lot of um you know situations around the house yes a lot of slack around the house so but I know this is going to be a good thing for all of us eventually. It's going to be like a sad moment now, but later on they'll, they'll get to see me succeed and it's going to be nice because I'll be able to, you know, come back and help them more uh, in any other ways that I need to. So, yeah, I'm seeing it for as sure. a positive more than, than all the negatives. So. Well, I'm obviously excited. you should, because yeah. you should see it as a positive because it's a chance and opportunity for you to grow, for you to learn more for you to really spread your wings right and just go for it um that's what i did with this podcast right i literally just went for it exactly. uh, i couldn't wait i couldn't wait i had this burning urge i was like there's a lot of good people out there with a lot of good things to say and a lot of stories and i just got to get their messages out there because maybe somebody else is in that same boat that i'm not in that you are or that you're not in that i am etc cetera, etc cetera, that can benefit from this and it means so much and I wanted just to elaborate from from my perspective on the when you talked about moving because it's all about balance, right? It's a new start. I was so focused out of high school to have that new start that I kind of had the opposite effect, right? Okay. So boom, I go to Korea, have a new start, was there for a year, leave, go to Germany, have a new start. I have these coworkers that I work with. Six months into being in Germany, I deploy. I go to Kenya, and I have even more people I gotta, you know, start fresh with. I leave Kenya, right? Go back to Germany, and now it's a different, it's a different um, group of coworkers than when I when I first got there. Right. And then I, I'm there. Um, I want to say another eight to nine months, and then boom, I go to Turkey. Now I got this new environment of people. So my whole life has been a new start, a new start, a new start. And none of those people along the way that I was close to ever like left each other's side. Like, you know, we were friends or friends, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's that's not easy. You know, you remember being in like the sixth grade and you're like, oh, we're going to middle school. We're going to junior high. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to see so-and-so again, blah, 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 or whatever the case may be, right? Like, right. as an adult, that that stuff really doesn't change. The only thing that's different is as an adult, you don't really move like that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And there are people that grow up that way as kids, but once you become an adult, usually you're just like, hey, like, I'm residing here, I'm residing there. So sometimes uh, it's good to find that balance because I was always moving, and it was... um very very uh I was grateful it was very interesting and I was grateful because I got to be introduced to a lot of great people that you still are uh connected to today right like you still you make great friendships and stuff which is great correct correct uh great friendships I got to see I got to travel I've been to numerous amount of countries I don't even know I think it's like 18 or 19 or something like that that's incredible and and I wouldn't take that back to the world, right? But everything which has happened so fast that I blinked and my life was like, well, like I have no stability, you know? Right, and okay. then sometimes that is like important on your mental health. So what did I do? I, I navigated the waters of the Air Force to try to get back to Texas. And now I'm here in San Antonio and this is my home. Like, right. and not San Antonio, like, oh, this is where I'm staying for the rest of my life. 
but I bought the house, right? I bought a new home and then it was something that I could just call mine compared to picking my stuff up and going and going and going. So I say all this to realize that everything, no matter what it is in life, requires a balance, you know, an equal and opposite reaction because this new start is what you need or I believe is what you need. But remember that uh, with new starts, you just got to balance like everything doesn't always have to be a new start. Right, right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this is like uh, more so for the people out there, because if you're one of those persons that's always on the go, always on the go, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm here, I'm there. Yeah. Like slow it down sometimes, you know, yeah. I get it. Like that's necessary sometimes yeah. for sure. And then if you're on the opposite end, right, and you're kind of just comfortable, like this is this is where I've lived, this is where I've grown up, this is where I'm going to stay. Not that you have to get up and move, but, but go, go go take a trip, go see something, put yourself on the go balance. because that, ba- that balance in life is super important and it's only going to help the big topic at hand that we were talking about is our mental health. Yes. It all comes down to like asking yourself too, like what, what, like just ask yourself right at this moment, what do you want in your life? You know, what, what, what is it something that you feel is missing? If that's a trip, if that's a new dog, if that's a, (laughs) you know, whatever the case may be that go get that you have, this is your life. You have one life and you it's, you're the, you're the protagonist in it. You're the main character. You do what you want you know what I mean it's it's as simple as that you know a lot of people like to make it a lot more difficult it's not like like okay at work it's crazy because I told them I was so excited and I know it's difficult for other people to see your vision to see your dream to see what you see for yourself you know sometimes all they see is all these obstacles but I see the end I see what as at the end of all those obstacles I don't care what I have to go through um I'm gonna do it like I don't yeah. care you know what I mean and and it's crazy like I want I hope everyone out here seeing this remembers like like I said you are the protagonist and you are the protagonist in your own story and you can do what you want you just gotta you know put that effort in and a lot of people don't want to put that effort in and um yeah I told my coworkers I was you know moving I was excited and start whatever and all they could think about all they could see was the expenses of it all the um you know waking up early going home late you know the struggle and I was like you know it's 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 gonna be a struggle I didn't say it was gonna be easy you know what I mean so I just hope I just wish people saw more the side of like the reward it's gonna be so rewarding I can't wait I can't wait I don't care how hard it is (laughs) well that reminds me like like growing up in a big football town you know everyone was like hey like you're that you're that football guy you know that's what you do and um that was really hard on like a 17 16 18 year old kid um and it was a lot of pressure that I never asked for I just like to play that game you know football was super um super fun to me I enjoyed it so when it came time for us to graduate and I had finally made the decision that I was going to join the Air Force all by myself. I had already signed up at 18 before I told my parents. And yeah. it was um, a very crazy, interesting, I guess, release when I finally did tell them. Because it was the like opposite reactions. I thought my mom was going to freak out. And like I thought she was just going to cry. Mm. And she was just like, oh, that's nice. She was like oh I'm just gonna miss you you know and I was like oh and then me and my dad kind of kind of butted heads a little bit and me and my dad have a really tight relationship but he was like why where's this coming from like 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 you can go to school you can play you can play ball you could do this and it was just something that I was like this is what I have to do and not you not not my mother not there wasn't a person on the planet that was gonna like you know change my mind right so we fast forward right four and a half five years later and you know I I manifested this home probably about two and 
two and a half years ago when I was in Germany saying, hey, I'm eventually going to get back to Texas and I want to buy a home. Not because I needed the world to see that because I could care less about that. I needed that stability because like you said, I was always on the go and I was tired of sleeping in a place which is where I stayed but wasn't my bed right right you know what I mean and um I I finally got to that point so I'll never forget the first time (laughs) the house was finally finished and uh, I moved in there was still not a lot in the house uh I think I just had my bed very few little furniture and I showed my dad the house and uh excuse me, the reaction on his face. And I couldn't, I couldn't like put it into words because all I thought about, and this was the same when my mother saw it too, was all the sacrifices and all the times, you know, like we were struggling and they were struggling to, to just take care of me in any way they could. And that was a good feeling. And I say, say all this, that was a good feeling to feel because of a decision that I made. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Five years ago to say, hey, I know y'all have y'all's opinions, but this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. And like you were saying about your coworkers, it was like, oh, well, you're expensive and this and that. And that's a lot of work. But they don't think about what's on the other side of that. Right. Right on the other side of struggle, and this is uh, Jocko Willing. This is uh, one of my uh, motivational speakers that I always uh, listen to. Mm-hmm. He always says, "There is anything on the other side of struggle is something good." Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, it's going to be a struggle, and yes, it's going to be a grind. Mm-hmm. But I, I smile and I get excited for people because there's not there's not gonna be any bad that comes from it other no. than the struggle. Yeah. You know what Which I mean? Which passes. Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. You know? It's like nothing worth having is anything worth having is worth waiting for and it's worth working hard for. It's worth it, you know. For sure. And I so, don't I don't wanna say ahead. I don't like like living here. I just think that there's so much more out there for me still. Like how you decided, like you were like, this is a decision I made and I want to do it, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel too. So So I know this isn't um, ideal and you don't answer this any way you want to answer this, but as far as like your long-term goals, right? Because we have short terms, right? Obviously you're going to make this move to Oklahoma, boom or sooner right go to school what do you see yourself like long term as far as like with the big decision like this long term Mm. well I see myself with you know really nice hopefully house you know and my office where I do my work and with my clients at um I see myself hopefully one day uh, with a family, you know, I, that's a major thing. I don't talk about it much, but that's a major thing I really want to succeed in. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can succeed in life. Uh, Success to me looks like just me being happy, settled, happy where I'm settled at. That's why I'm moving to. I'm not happy where I'm at right now. Like I I don't want to settle here just yet. Like I have so much more, years ahead of me that I can work on that so hopefully I succeed in settling having my house with my family being happy there and uh doing some type of real estate too (laughs) I'm planning to to hopefully do that so yeah I love to hear it so so guys for all you guys listening out there don't settle if you have something on your mind that you're just like, hey, this is something I have to do. And you can't even go a second without thinking about it. Go for it. Just just go for it. Because in the end, one or two things are going to happen. You're either going to succeed and, and follow through or you're going to learn from it. And 
I guess like as far as learning from big decisions, like that's a big decision. I know we talked about school and we talked about mental health, talked about a lot of things. What advice do you have for people out there? Because it's different for me. Um, but I believe that a lot of colleges and universities, now just a personal opinion, are, are it's a it's a scam, you know. You pay thousands, thousands of dollars for education. And there's 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 a lot of things that that education is necessary. And I right. think no matter what kind of education you have, it's amazing. I'm going to school myself. Right. But I go to I go to school when I can because like work obviously gets some in the way mm-hmm. of a lot of things. But what advice would you say to somebody that's like, I gotta go to school because my parents told me and that maybe they have a different idea or or their idea could be school, but just navigating those waters of the expenses of school and getting through that big that big leap. Um, advice. I overall, I just think that um, if if it seems too hard, too difficult, don't. There's always ways that you can find help in that in that in that aspect. You know, like financially, there's always things you can do. You just gotta really set your mind to it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't really think about the money. I don't know. I, I think that's my advice too. Don't really think about how expensive it is. Think about like that you're invest because you're investing in yourself. Yeah, like the, um, your perspective isn't wrong either. It is a scam in a way. Like you have to pay all this money for something that uh, you need to learn, you know what I mean? To, to live like, so, but I feel like money to me is an object. Like it, not in a bad way. I mean, meaning like it comes and goes and like God will provide. I don't mean to get like, you know, religious or anything, but. No, hey, what, please like elaborate. He, he will provide whatever you believe in. Just whatever, believe in yourself, first of all. But you will get through it. You just have to try every day. You have to wake up with that mindset. Like, I'm going to give it my all. And if you give it your all, and eventually, whether it takes three years, whether it takes four, whether it takes months whether it takes whatever you're gonna be or you want because you tried every day and to get to that goal so you're gonna get there it doesn't you know what I mean it's not it's not a matter of uh if it's a matter of when so that's my advice and if you fail another advice that I'm gonna give real quick before we head out if you fail fail get back up fail again get back up like don't don't stay sitting there you know what I mean don't don't stay pushed down get back up because that last getting back up is probably going to be the one you know what I mean so mm-hmm. no I love that and uh don't be it's, well, it's well spoken right well spoken and to you know add on to that when we talk about hey don't don't stay there on the ground get back up hey you got this that all comes back to your environment. You know, who do you have around you? What do you have around you? Do you have positive people in your life that are trying to genuinely wish the best on you and helping you get to where you're trying to go? Or do you have people that will sit there and say, dude, like, you seriously, you're not, you're not going to go out with us tonight? Like, no, dude, distract like, I have homework. You. Distractions. Per- yeah. Correct. Distractions are real huge. So to all the viewers out there listening, hey, this as as true as this can be and as sad as this can be you are the five closest people around you that's 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 who you are you know like maybe not to the t and personality wise but that's what your environment is and that's what that's what you will ultimately entail if not now down the line so just always keep a good environment around you and that's what this podcast is for Yes. You know, to those people that feel stuck, I feel like I don't have a place to turn. That's 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 what that's what this is for. And I hope I, I I pray that this helps other people now and down the line. 
because I don't know if you know this, you're talking about editing. I, I'm not really going to edit this video. I'm going to put <laughs> like a beginning and an end. But the reason why is because there's so much, so much to be spoken or it speaks a lot right. to just raw conversations. Yes. You know what I mean? And conversations that need to be had in that our, in our generation hear. today. Yes, exactly. You know, especially as young folks, because we can get caught up in like the social media and uh, just everything about our lives, right? That's like... That's not reality. Our, it's yes, like... correct. Correct. And these conversations are what, are what real life is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And that, that's how you get through those real life problems yeah i just hope sure. people take this in a positive way and they uh makes them feel better I, that's all uh, my my aim with and i hope they they see that <laughs> awesome so before we close it out is there anything else you'd like to tell the people at all it could be anything about anything it could be about yourself about friends family whatever you got just let the people know um well first just thank you for having me and I hope uh I talked about things that you needed to hear and that um you get back up get up every day and just you know make it a good day because that's all I have to say I just hope you have a good day <laughs> awesome I appreciate it remember guys everybody have a great day right get back up and if you ever need some help you know, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm always there. Um, I, I take a lot of pride in helping people. Everybody again, Marilyn Martinez, the next Boomer Sooner. Boomer right? Sooner! <laughs> and uh, may, may she have great endeavors on your new journey Thank in Oklahoma you. and your second degree on the way. Yes. Thank you. Thank I'll you, everybody. in four years. <laughs> If you ever need to talk to someone, I'm always here. So. <laughs> Already. Remember, guys, mental health is big. And always just check in on your people, please. I promise you, we, we are all going through battles that sometimes we may not talk about. So as simple as like, hey, how are you doing? And really just digging a little deeper. It goes, it goes a long way. It goes so far. So thank you again. Episode two of nick of time podcast is now completed marilyn it was an honor to have you on thank you much, much love to you you always be family friend and yes thank you again i can't thank you all the fans out there we appreciate y'all so take care okay all right thank you nick all right thanks everybody y'all have a good